All right, welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. We are back talking football still, continuing our kind of series here on the divisional previews. We take our focus over to the NFC West. I think the best division in football as it stands right now, would you agree? Um, yes, yes, I do. And which will be very interesting when I bring up the question of the day. All right. Cool. So we will get to that at the end of the show. Uh, before we get started here, please again, like rate and subscribe to this show and share with anybody that you know, to continue to help us grow the show and the podcast, uh, to reach more people. Um, but yeah, we are going to continue this series here on the divisional previews here. Uh, football has started, uh, just, after we recorded last week, we got our first preseason action. Man, Justin Fields looks good. Kansas City's looking good. Chicago's looking good. Some teams that need some work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, today is August seventeenth. Uh, yeah, uh, today is August seventeenth, uh, and so we are two days away from the start of preseason week two. Um, but, um. Yeah, like I said, there's some teams that need some work, and uh, and the, everybody's making making moves right now. We we just had our first wave of cuts, and we mourn the loss of Tim Tebow for the second time in the NFL. <laughs> Moment of silence. All right, and we're back. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are going to dive into the NFC West uh, again. One of the best divisions in football, uh, to me, the best division in football. You got four teams that legitimately could say they have a real shot at making a playoff run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of experience on every single one of these rosters. Um, some teams I do feel are regressing a little bit. Some teams are just on the cusp of getting to a, to a huge breakout. Um, and you got just some strong defenses, some high powered offenses in this division. Um, and hoping everybody can stay healthy in this division. Looking at you, San Francisco. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's dive into it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do some division predictions, obviously. Um, look at their off seasons, look at some key additions and subtractions from each roster. Um, and then also uh, look at some key storylines. Um, so let's just go ahead and dive right in. Um, do we want to start with 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 the young the, the young kids on the block here? Yes, let's go with um well, I'm I'm assuming you're saying Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, let's just that's a good place to start. Yeah. So Arizona, I mean, the questions that I have for this team going into this season, I got two. Um well, they're basically the same question. I mean, it's a very young roster, so how far can they go and can this team really in 2021 put it all together? The reason why those are my two questions is because to me, from what I can see on the field and how this team operates, how they're coached, and and the way their their style of play, I feel like this team is a year away. Um, I did say that they can make a playoff push when we did our initial um our initial um um power rankings. There. Yeah, but at this, I mean, I probably regress about a little bit on that on that um take just to say that I think they're right there. Yeah, yeah. Where they, I think, almost like where they were last year. Not that they didn't make any, they didn't make any more improvements. However, they are just in the toughest division. This in, division in, in is is murderers row. This is this division. If you for anybody who remembers uh, back a few years ago when when we had the uh, World Cup going on, 
this is the 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 group of death right it, just germany portugal us <laughs> i think it was ghana it was just like i feel like arizona's ghana it's just a young team that doesn't have a real opportunity uh, of breaking through the the talent in this division not to say that they don't have talent themselves it's just it's everybody's going to be knocking each other off and i just feel like unfortunately arizona's going to get the short end of the stick when it comes to comes to that um but to me i mean let's just look at some of their big additions i mean obviously the big one jj watt uh deciding to come on over after he got a buyout from uh houston mm-hmm. uh they drafted Zayvon Collins, the 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 rookie, the linebacker there. Um, they bring in AJ Green, a nice veteran wide receiver, to continue to add depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Butler on the defensive side to help bolster uh, bolster their de- defensive back situation. Um, and they also, I think, a kind of a sneaky pick there. They ended up James Conner in the free agent market as well. Definitely. Um... I'm not the greatest running back, but when you need depth, and they definitely needed some depth at the running running, yep. running back with the departure of um um Kenyon Drake, um uh, James Conner, I think he could be a nice filling. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a bell cow, which they would what they were trying to produce over there in, in uh, Pittsburgh, but and I think him and Chase Edmonds could be a nice one two combo to try to balance out that passing attack. That them yeah. they're gonna really be a pass first. Um, offense, and if they are run first, it's going to be Kyler Murray running first. So it's kind of yeah, <laughs> true. I think they're just nice utility plug in plug and play guys. Um, so you know, eight, nine, ten games out of the season, I think if James Conner can stay healthy, I think he could be a really nice key addition to this team. For sure, I think yeah, adding depth to that backfield that's already uh, got so many weapons. They they are they're in a real good spot offensively. Now defensively, they I mean you've already alluded to it. They did lose Kenyon Drake uh, on the on the offensive side, but they also ended up losing Patrick Peterson uh, at corner and Devondre Campbell at linebacker. So got some holes there. Uh, they try to address both of them, uh, but. Uh, I I think Malcolm Butler is a good fill-in uh, for for Patrick Peterson. I think he's mm-hmm. a, I think he's got a step on on Pat Pete right now. Maybe not the same IQ as Pat Pete, but right. at the end of the day, he, he's still a fantastic fantastic player here. Um, and and I think that he's he's going to bring a lot of uh, a lot of veteran experience to the to this defense um, that has a lot of young guys on it. Um, and then Devondre Campbell, you lose him, you bring in a rookie in Zayvon Collins. We'll see how that works out. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any too too many hard takes on Zayvon Collins. Uh, I think he's a nice nice pick for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to fill that position, but I, I don't know if a rookie can step into that linebacker position and, and fill the shoes of Devondre Campbell. Um, that remains to be seen. I mean, they they were pretty high on the guy, so yeah. Um, I mean, that's just going to be one of those things we're watching for. And this is probably, you know, like picks like uh, a pick like that is probably what's going to contribute a direct correlation to their make or break element this year, whether or not they're going to be a playoff team or they're going to be pushing forward at playoffs or are they going to regress back? You know, we just just don't know. I ended up moving them all the way up to 11. Um, Not saying that they're going to make the playoffs. I just think that they have that good of a roster. Everybody to me in this division is top 15 there's nobody lower than <laughs> there there's nobody in this division that is bottom half of the league interesting so you said i'm at 11 
I have them at 11. Oh, based off of their roster alone, their division won't allow them to get into the playoffs, I don't think. But I do think that they, power rankings-wise, they are one of the strongest teams in the league. Agreed. That did not reflect my <laughs> my power rankings because that was one of the reasons why I was a little lower on them. Gotcha. I had them at 17, but yeah. 17 is as low as it gets. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which they're just, they just missed the midway, the, 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 the front half um, marker. So they're, they're right. Like I said, they're that team that's right there yeah. <laughs> for me. Um, a real interesting pickup that they had in the offseason, which I think is going to go a long way with them. Because um, we, you know, talked about, you know, on the defense side of the ball, we talked about the offensive side. Um, did you even mention A.J. Green by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I know he's there. I th- <laughs> Jury's still out. I'm ready to see what this is. I'm not too sure how that's going to fit. But yeah, I'm excited for him to be there just because he's now he's not the number one. And he doesn't have to be the bell cow. I'm the number one target. I mean, you ne- nobody's going to be the number one target over DeAndre Hopkins. True. True. I mean, and of course, they got Christian Kirk over there and him. Yeah. I think that makes for a very nice addition. But uh, my point was I misheard. I didn't hear you say okay. that. But that. But that's not the guy I was looking at. One of the most interesting pickups I thought was that kicker, Matt Pratter. Oh, he yeah. signed him to a two-year deal. Matt Pratter is a very, I mean, clutch kicker and um, – Everybody's just, leaving Detroit. I, it, it, yeah. <laughs> and just when you put it all together, they have really put together a really nice offense. I thought, the, matter of fact, they, pl- they they plugged in all the holes that needed to be plugged in yeah. in Arizona. And I'm thinking, like, if, this is a sneaky pick here this year. Like, this is the one I'm not going to Vegas putting money on. Because, you, <laughs> you know, based on the competition, I can see where you can lose money. But, you know, if you, to, to just look at this team and bet against them, I wouldn't do that. That's no. not smart money. Says you need to do a little more homework because this this is a very dangerous team, and it's a team right there on the cusp. So I I would be like spotlighters on them for me all season long. So yeah, if keep they make in the- mind last year this team was they were in week seventeen. That one of the teams that were trying to make the playoffs, right with Chicago, right with uh with, with the L A Rams. Mm-hmm. Everybody, all those were the three teams that still didn't have any solidified spot in the playoffs. And they went out and they beat L.A., um, but Chicago ended up losing, so they didn't get in. Exactly. So uh, that, and you, when you look at this team, I mean, they they were literally on the doorstep of making it into the playoffs last year, and they're 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 very close. Um, but hey, um, let's move along here. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the team with the ravaged by injuries next up San Francisco. oh wait sorry before we get to that what uh, what is your prediction on their record oh eight and nine we are spot on eight and nine yeah <laughs> but just I know, had, and now I also went back and I and I looked at their uh divisional record I have them at two and four within the division if I, I didn't break it down to the division yeah. I, when it was all said and done, but give me a couple minutes and keep talking. I'll, yeah. I'll have it. <laughs> but, no, it's just to me, it's when you're looking at their division, it they I don't see them. I don't see them beating teams that are, that are completely stacked. And, and that's almost everyone in this division. But I do see them being able to be at home and steal one uh, in some in some very, very close games. I mean, they beat Seattle last year, who Seattle was in the midst of the Let Russ Cook campaign. Uh, they, they won that game against uh, Seattle and San Francisco. I know they were ravaged by injuries last year. Don't don't come for me, but they did end up getting one against them as well. Um, so 
San, just this Arizona team, I think is is not a team that um, is going to get walked over. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're going to have a tough time within this division. Teams that see them every single, I mean, every couple of weeks, they see them twice a season, mm-hmm. uh, every single year, and they they kind of know this this offense a little bit more now uh, with with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury having a, a couple of seasons together now. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of uh, eyes on this team because of how young they are. They ended up beating Buffalo last year, and so this is a team, like I said, is one that everybody I think in the league has an eye on. Uh, mm-hmm. At least if you're a fan, you don't have like you said, you don't have an eye on this team, and you think it's an easy win on them. I I don't think that's anywhere near true. I think this is going to be a team that loses nine games in in one score games. I think these are going to be very close. I don't see them getting blown out by any team in the league, whether it's Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle. I don't care who they play. I think it's going to be a very tough-fought game. I just think that they might get the short of the end of the stick more often than not this season. Right, and a lot of that probably has to do with just chemistry. They brought in a lot of new pieces Mm -hmm. and just trying to gel together and be cohesive. But with that being said, this, yeah, like you said, a a year away, I'll give it. I can can endorse that. That, uh, By next year, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. You know, and that's not even taken away from the other other three teams in the division that I don't see backing down really, you know, unforeseen any type of injuries or some crazy trade. But... Right now, it yeah, the NFC, the NFC West, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want no part of this division if I was in the NFL. I'm like, man, please trade me somewhere else. I think this the biggest thing in this division right now is the development of Kyler Murray as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this dude can run. Obviously the the team believes in him, right. but if he's able to take that next step, just get that little extra oomph, this dude is going to be somebody that he's going to be unstoppable. He, I mean, when you're looking at the the next wave of quarterbacks, I think he's right on the cusp of trying to make it into that tier one of the new quarterbacks, the the quarterbacks under 25. Right. Um, I think he's right on that cusp of tier one. I think he's 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 definitely at the top of tier two, for sure. And, you know, and his name should be just as synonymous as a Josh Allen. As, mm-hmm. as much as they're trying to cheer him on, uh, I think the only difference that what the only thing that is you know, hampering Kyler Murray because they missed the playoffs. And I think that's why we're not hearing his name as much. And, of course, Josh Allen found his way into the NFC, an AFC championship game. Yeah. However, they didn't win. So. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's, it is learning how to win and how to lead a team. So if he can figure that out, uh, I think that's going to be the learning experience this season. Last year, it was about just developing your, sk- your skill, your talent. He's obviously got the talent. Right. I don't think that's any question. If anybody's disputing that, Stop listening now because you're just wrong. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's learning how to win and learning how to lead a team. If he can do that, if he can be a leader, I'm I'm all for it. And I think this kid, I mean, he, I mean he's from Oklahoma. So, I mean, he. I, I don't see any issues with this kid uh, learning how to, how to lead a team. So, uh, in the NFL, anyway. Um, but let's scoot on over to another team in red, San Francisco. Um, this team, now I know what your initial power rankings were in, in your, in your gripes with this team and, yeah. you, and you have, you're not very high on them, but to me, San Francisco, I think gets a lot of, I think this is a lot of recency bias. I think this is kind of prisoner of the moment, mm-hmm. uh, looking back at them because a lot of people I think aren't giving enough credit to 
how well this team played under the circumstances. Okay. They lost their quarterback twice in a season. They lost every single weapon that they had. I mean, in uh, defensively, I mean, you lost to me one of the best pass rushers in the league. Even though I know he's only in year two, I think we're going into year three now. In uh, yep. uh, Nick Bosa, um, and, and you lose a guy like that. I mean, it's just he, those are a lot of injuries to come out to 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 try to overcome in the first place. But then you have to add on the fact that with COVID. And it was a COVID season last year for one, so the, the, those are all. That's a, the, I'm already automatic, automatically putting an asterisk to to last year for that alone. Mm-hmm. But they also ended up they're the only team in the league that literally got kicked out of their own stadium last year. They yes, had to play the happen. second half of the season in Arizona. That did happen. <laughs> so they didn't. They, even though there weren't any fans there in the first place, they they weren't home. They never got to see home because they had to to live in Arizona for a while due to all of everything going on last year. So um, any, I think this is a, if if we're going to, to admonish them, if we're going to say that their, their Super Bowl window has closed, I think we have to wait and do it after this season. Um, And so I'm putting them higher up just because they, not that they overcame it because they, they weren't able to, to um, make it to the playoffs last year, even, Mm -hmm. Um, but they endured a lot of adversity last year. So with those guys coming back, I don't think there's any way you have the number of injuries that you did last year. Um, on top of the fact that you're going to finally be playing at home for a full season. I don't think any team is going to get displaced this year. So I think they've got a lot more stability this season with how their regimen's going to go, how they can get into a routine. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, I think they'll be just fine, and they'll be able to come out and play fantastic football, and and really not have to worry about a lot of outside factors messing with them just getting on the field and playing football. Uh, agreed. Um, I had to re obviously reevaluate this team. Um, yeah. Trying to not get caught up in the de- the their roster being decimated last year, <laughs> um, which it does happen, but don't generally happen at that rate um but <clears throat> gotta keep in mind that's the jimmy garoppolo situation mm-hmm. um not really talking about the trey lance in the wings but, uh, but just his his health you know like, yeah and far as their continuity and because when garoppolo's in the game i'm sorry they win. san francisco they win yeah, it's just, just as I simple mean, as this that dude just no i mean <laughs> you know that label they gave to tim tebow or uh, uh, mr tebow skip time? Uh, yeah mr skip, uh, skip bayless who oh. just you know, a bleeding heart Tebow, Tim Tebow fan, you know, no, that really is success to Garoppolo. Garoppolo only knows how to win, you know, and doesn't look pretty. Doesn't, doesn't look bad, but it's not flashy. I should say, but he, he's efficient and he knows how to get the job done. Now, if the man could just stay on the field, we wouldn't have this problem. I'll say it again. I think I, I, (laughs) I think I'm 45 for 45. The best ability is availability. And if you don't, if you're not able to play, why are we paying you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, looking at their roster, you know, they brought in a few different pieces, which some interesting pieces. I, yeah. I mean, this this Muhammad Sanu thing is interesting to me, cause, but <laughs> but him being the third wide receiver, I think it can work. You know, yeah. um, my big the biggest offseason move that they I think they made to me outside of the draft, <laughs> yeah, and Trey Lance. It has to be, and this is just for me. I'm because I, I just I, I, this is one of my 
dark horse guys that I just I've watched and I'm just I'm overly impressed. Wayne Gallman. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, unfortunately, he's on he's third in the depth chart. I'm not even worried about this. This guy's gonna probably be the he, starter. He's back. gonna play. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Those gonna play. Those dudes can't stay healthy. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I mean, it doesn't matter who's one, two, or three. They're all gonna split shares. Yeah. You know, and this is a run for his team in the in the first place. Right. And you know, it, it's just I mean, man, you talk about a West Coast offense. It it, it has began and ended here. In Are San they Francisco. the epitome of West Coast zone run? Yes. Yeah, okay. I I, I thought I saw there. that. It's just like, man, it's just yeah. It's a San Francisco thing. Gotcha. But, but and that's kind of why I'm giving space. That's why I even brought him up because if he, I'm not looking at some like third on the depth yeah. chart, you know, I'm like, but the fact that they brought him in, they didn't bring him in just to be to hold a spot. Yeah, Remember, this guy's gonna play. You know, and coming off his best season, um, on a crappy team with no offensive line. I, I'm psyched about Dwayne Coleman <laughs> this year. I'm like comeback player of the year, you know, possibly. But um, with that, I, I just as long as with Garoppolo staying healthy or staying healthy long enough to let Trey Lance get get, get his feet get, under him. Exactly. I I I see the team. I, I like as I said, I see such a different. I have such a different view now, where it's a little bit more balanced. Yeah, <laughs> and. Hell, they're man, they're a hell of a team. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl bound, but I definitely think they're in the, you know definitely a playoff bound team, you mm-hmm. know, um, and a contending playoff team. So again, like the rest of the people, like the rest of the teams in this division, these are teams you do not really want to see going down the stretch of, your, you know, of, of of the season. You know, as the season is winding up, you don't want to you don't want to face an Arizona, a San Francisco, a Seattle, even a Rams. You just like, oh my god, why are they even <laughs> on my schedule? You know, um, and I mean, you know, so it, with that being said, I, I just I had to readjust, and I still had them at twenty one a few months ago. Yeah, but I have them at twelve now. So yeah. I, I think that's sensible because I'm not putting them at number one or anything like that, or at the, you know, like they that next team in line. No, but they barring a few injuries here and there around the league and they they you know and they get hot this is not a team i want to see in december at all oh god no especially in their home stadium no <laughs> oh my goodness that those fans are going to be insane yeah you hopefully you're buffalo or you green bay and you have a home game against them something like that you're yeah. going to want to you know yeah you're going to want to play like 20 degrees <laughs> you're going to have to cool this team off cuz that that's about your, <laughs> you need every advantage cuz if this team is rolling they're they're very hard out, and that's why I have them at ten. I believe in my power rankings. Yeah, I got them right at ten. Uh, they're right above Arizona. I, I think that they, I think they're going to be able to win some more games. I, I do feel like this is going to be the year Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy. Finally, let's not have any COVID protocol with him. Let's not have any injuries. Let's play smart football. I think he's going to play the full season. I think that they, I think they're going to do what Chicago is saying that they're trying to do. And yeah. keeping Justin Fields off the field, they mm-hmm. don't want to play him. They 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 keep saying that, but to me, I feel like at some point we're going to see Justin Fields this year with San Francisco. They're not saying anything, and it seems like they're trying to just okay, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You just learned this year, but they're not saying anything. So a lot of people have been jumping on like, oh, when when's it going to be the time that we see right. Trace uh, Trey Lance, and and when when are we going to see him get trotted out there? Is he going to take over the job and that the other, but. Lo and behold, every single week, it's still, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's number one on the depth chart. 
He's still ready to play. He's still ready to get out there, get the work done. He's still putting in the work. Everything that he's saying is, hey, I don't – kid's cool. I'm trying to help him learn as much as he possibly can. He, I'm learning from him. He's learning from me type of thing. And I'm just going to go out there and play football. It doesn't seem like he's bothered by the by the signing. I think that um, San Francisco did it right by letting him know, hey, we mm-hmm. are going to be drafting this kid, but you're still our guy. We, we have you here for a reason right now, and, mm-hmm. and we really want you to play. Um, so he's he's accepted that, and he's just going out and doing his job, and he's doing everything that he can. Possibly, I think what he's doing is just, hey, this is my audition tape for the next team, for my next contract type of thing. Exactly. Um, go ahead. You can finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, it's just simply I, I think this is going to be a big year for Jimmy Garoppolo. It may not turn into – Double digit wins. I mean, I I'll just preface this by saying I have them at ten and seven right now. Um, I have them also two and four within the division. I think again, it's a tough division. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at with with the way that things might shake out and the way that this team plays, um, again, I don't think they're going to have as many injuries. I don't think the running backs are going to stay healthy just because of the amount of usage that they get. Uh, but my big thing is with their additions. Um, I. Obviously, Trey Lance is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I think they're going to put him on a shelf this year. I think he's just going to learn. Um, but Alex Mack, Sam Ebucam, I think is a very underrated pickup. Um, and then Jaquiski Tart uh, at, at free safety, helping out the defense, making sure that's all taken care of, and then protecting Jimmy Garoppolo. Massive. And also, Alex Mack is kind of a dual threat hybrid type of uh, center. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to play both the pass and the run. Um, but I think he's more effective in the pass game. So they are, I think, going to try to push Jimmy Garoppolo along a little bit. Uh, but simply um, even just having him there to bolster this offensive line is going to help their run game even be more dynamic, more more effective uh, this season as well. So um, I, I think that that's probably their biggest signing is Alex Mack. Possibly. Um, I won't argue with that. Um because yeah, their defense is definitely yeah. Two months ago, I just I wasn't seeing it. it yeah. just <laughs> no, they. Oh my god, this team is this is dangerous. Yeah, this team scares me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, but yeah, just wanted to go back to the on the Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo thing just for a moment. Yeah, it's, it's almost like this whole you know this this the conveyor belt microcosm microwavable you know society you know just in the moment yeah you know we soon we we quickly forget who who Jimmy Garoppolo truly was and why yeah. was Jimmy Garoppolo brought over in the first place cuz he was killing it in New England yes the understudy of the goat yeah you know and the guy who actually sat under him multiple years and what was it and, 2 3 years he sat under years. yeah and 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 you, then you got this Trey Lance thing, and they're ready to just quickly. Oh my God! Why would you sit him? And just this, are you serious? What? Who better else to learn under than the guy who sat and understudy for for Tom Brady? And then when he did get his chance, mm-hmm. what did he do? He win. He was just winning, but he did get injured. But <laughs> well, no, I mean, even that first year where he was there for what eight weeks at the mm-hmm. most, he was still injured at the time. But he ended up coming back playing six games didn't lose a single one and he and i and that was at a time where we were looking at san francisco like man this team is real real bad i don't know how Mm -hmm. he's going to to fare in the in this position and he took that crap roster and got them i think six wins at the end of that season Mm -hmm. and we were looking at them like ooh, okay 
Jimmy Garoppolo's a guy. Now I right. will say they that, that I think that contract was a little bit premature. Yeah. Uh but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> the very next year he earned it because yeah, oh, the next oh, year, I mean, in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> I mean, oh no! I don't think it was the year after because he did what? get in. Yeah, he ended up tearing his ACL, and then they when he came oh, back, right, he did uh, right. end up playing and, and getting them to the Super Bowl. So but when he's in the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do nothing but win. And now they're asking, you know, at minimum, ask Trey Lance basically to sit down and learn. Man, you you playing with house money? You mm-hmm. have a winning franchise quarterback here. Whether you keep him, or move on from him next year, or whatever the case. Man, I mean. San Francisco is holding all the keys here. So yep. with that, I mean, I agree. Um, I actually have him at eleven and six. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I mean, my I know it's ten to seven. I just, it just when I when I broke it all down, I was like, oh, eleven and seven. okay. And I went back, and I'm like, all right, all right I I can see ten and seven. I you mean, know, there's just a couple of fifty fifty games, and, right? And yeah, I just I. I try to be conservative with my picks, but I also try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a two, three, four, maybe even five games on this list that could be flipped either way. Exactly. So, I mean, you re- never really know. Uh, but I, I think they're 10 and 6, 11, or sorry, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. That range, I could even see them at the 9 and 8 range. It's it just, I think it's a very fluid scale right now. Right. Um. But yeah, they think. Those are those are solid. I mean, I'm wondering where what game me and you have flip flop, but um, we can take a look at that off air. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, no, I just think that this team is. I, I I think they're poised for a huge bounce back this year. I think, uh, like I said, I think a lot of NFL fans, a lot of people that are fans of just football in general. I think a lot of people are prisoner prisoners of the moment and mm-hmm. kind of sleeping on San Francisco right now. Um, I don't think you should, when you look at the NFC West, sleep on none of these teams. Every single team in this division is a top 15 team in the league to me. This is a division that is going to be murderer's row. And the Mm -hmm. only reason why there's going to be so many losses on every single team schedule, uh, is because they play each other. Somebody has to win the games. They're not all going to go tie each and every single one of these games. Somebody's going to have to win them. And so at the end of the day, I think that they, that they're going to knock each other off. And that's why none of them will be the number one seed. Hmm. But I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very tight. And if you sleep on this team, if you think any team in this division is a cakewalk or a team that you can take a, take a week off on, Mm -hmm. you're sadly mistaken. This it's not i don't think this is an any given sunday this is this is a division that you have to you got to get yourself psyched up for to be able to beat them because man it's tough the bring it division yeah <laughs> so man just don't 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 cast san francisco or arizona or seattle or even the rams aside saying they 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 just aren't going to be able to put it together i think it's just going to be very very tough yeah um Agreed, um, but man, that that I can't wait till the season. Starts, <laughs> AFC West is the, uh, AFC NFC West. West. I'm sorry, the West division in both for me is just yeah. They they oh my god, what are they doing in the Western on the Western end of the country? I mean, man, they just have all the talent. But yeah, yeah, this this is making football even more interesting than what it has already been. Anyway, but mm-hmm. I just my god, we'll be three weeks out. Yeah, just about. Jeez. 
Yeah, two more weeks of too long away. That's all it is. It's just feeling like it's three, yeah. three years out. Yeah, two more weeks of preseason and a and basically a bye week before we got uh, NFL football on on September 9th. Um yeah, exactly. Just give us a weekend, just a dead week, and yeah. <laughs> right before it starts, just to just tease everybody. Basically, um, let's talk Seattle. I think there's a lot of stuff that we need to discuss with this team. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Let's just get into it, cause I got questions and and I'm I'm confused and and I'm what are we doing over here, Pete Carroll? Um, so we started off this off season, and this and and Russell Wilson is pissed, Pete Carroll's pissed, Seattle's pissed, the fans are pissed, and it seems like hey, Russell Wilson, I'm done, I'm out. <laughs> right. Peace, Seattle. So it seemed. He said buy Hawks, not go Hawks. Mm. But then all of a sudden, we're now looking at a situation where, all right, nothing happened. I wasn't able to force force their hand. Russell Wilson says, I guess I'll come back for a season. My question is, is so let me go back. <laughs> Russell Wilson, his main argument, his main grief with with the Seattle franchise is that he felt like he didn't have enough protection or enough weapons. Okay. I mean, we can all agree. I think that, I mean, it, oh. he didn't come out and say that. But, but that, that, that was where the two. Those were the leaks. Those yeah. are the things that he was, that his team was saying that he had an issue with. Yes. So they said. So they said. Allegedly. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> uh, and then they made a couple of moves. Nothing, not, nothing big. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There's nothing big to me. Like, I, they didn't make any move to me that was like, oh, okay, he, you're, you're really taking care of this dude now. Yeah, he pushed him. They, they had a, the, the needle did not move. <laughs> and they season. were silent as can be, and nobody was saying anything for a long time. The only thing that we got was we're not trading Russell Wilson. Screw you, Chicago. We don't care about what you want, what you think, right. <laughs> what you're willing to give up for him. Right. We're just not getting them. Uh, and then... We get to minicamp, and oh no, yeah, we I, I love everything that we did this offseason type situation. Um, I, I never I never said that I wanted to trade. I was just saying that if they were going to trade me, I would go to these places. And I'm just real confused because why is everything so hunky dory when they didn't do jack squat to address what you had an issue with? You know, I mean, it was not. This is not going to be some big time take what I'm about to say is my opinion and I'm just going to say it very quickly, but it, it just reminded me of you when you have some type of um exchange with a passive aggressive person, mm -hmm. it was a very passive aggressive move on both sides. Of the, yeah. And nothing really got accomplished here. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it, they basically said what, what Russell happened, Wilson but, said, I don't like you. Pete Carroll says, I don't like you either. And then they just stared at each other, seethe for three months. And then we're like, all right, we got to go play football. And then come out with that crappy, we best of friends, best buds nonsense. Yeah. Like, oh, every, our relationship couldn't be closer now than how? <laughs> I'm like, what, what fool you think we are? You know, like, right. it's just as an NFL fans. I'm Not saying just it right now. You, but I'm saying so. it right now. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, I don't buy it. Not at all, and not you know, and the writing's on the wall. There's a problem brewing here, mm -hmm. and I'm almost guaranteed by the, 
next offseason right now. <laughs> by, by, I'm saying at the latest, by ne- the, the beginning of the next offseason, we're going to be revisiting this. And because I, I don't think this has gone away. And especially if you're going to compound it with another lose, you know, non championship winning season mm-hmm. or some kind of, you know, quick playoff exit type thing where, you know, and it's going to be okay, where are we at now? One year later, one less year on the contract, mm-hmm. you know, P. Carroll included. It's like, Questions. I mean, at, the, at this point, I think at that you know well, at I that point, the Seattle's upper management yeah. will get involved in this. But that's the thing: Seattle doesn't have an upper management. Still, they are owned by a group that nobody has full control over. Huh. And so, basically, it's kind of like Green Bay, where the coach or the GM and the GM is Pete Carroll, just runs the show. Huh. And that's where my issue is, because at the at the end of the day, Pete Carroll, they mean the, the, the there's nobody above Pete Carroll to make any big decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've got a, a person that's supposed to be like the CEO or the or the CFO or whatever you want to call it, whatever his position making title hard is. Decision, I don't though. give a damn what your name is because you're not the one who's making the decision. It's Pete Carroll. Pete gotcha. Carroll is the guy who has all the power in this in this situation, and. When he's not making the moves that to to appease a, a guy like Russell Wilson, and this, I'm not trying to take any shots at Russell Wilson. I, I do. I have an issue with you being passive aggressive, Russ, about wanting to get out of there because I wanted you in Chicago. Um, but, Which is not the blueprint for getting the trade. No, trade but exactly that. If you wanted to get out, you need to say that because now you're going to be in in a, a to me a toxic situation this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And it's it's only going the second that they hit a wall, which you will, because this division is murderer's row. There is going to be, hey, do you still feel like this is the this is the division that you can get a win in, or you you can get another championship in? Right. Do you do you feel like they made it? Did you were you happy enough with the off season moves that they've made to 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 put you guys into a position? Let's just talk about their off season moves. <laughs> Let's start with the draft. Did you dissect this draft? By the, any chance? The only thing worth noting who I don't even think is a good pickup is Dwayne Eskridge. He is number four. Exactly. That's their best bet. Hold on. Let's keep <laughs> going. Trey Brown. Number three. He's a backup, a backup cornerback. Which which is fine, I guess. I mean, you he could know. be a slot corner. But, but could be. I mean, maybe he's the nickel guy. Maybe he's not. You know, I, I agree. He might not come in until until down down packages. I I don't know. And then Stone Foresight? I can't even <laughs> find him on the roster. He didn't even make the team. Did they did they not even? He is not on their active roster right now. My God. Um th- that's why I said let's just start there. Okay. And that's all they draft picks. Yeah, they no, didn't they have didn't draft have any. picks. So they'll they that's you got a number four wide receiver. Okay, Russ, this is what you was looking for. That's what you needed. You just needed another receiver. And you lost your perennial number three guy. Thank you. Because now we have... Because uh, what is his name? DJ Moore? David Moore? David Moore. David Moore. He left. He, the perennial he's with DJ three. Moore. <laughs> Thank you. And now we got Mr. Freddie Swain. Who is Freddie Swain? No more than who is Dwayne Estrix. You know, it's... But Freddie Swain is number three. I, Obviously, he's better than, than Dwayne Estridge. I guess. I so mean, it's still Dwayne just Estridge Tyler Lockett. Dwayne hasn't had one and, snap yet. It's Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. That's it? And then who's who's their let, tight end? Let me let me just say this: Dwayne Estrick has just as many starts at, as Freddie as Freddie Swain. None, zero. That's what I'm saying. It's 
I'm speaking back to this depth thing that they were talking about, and this we're gonna we we're looking out for you. Well, they bombed in the in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. Now, if you want to go into free agency, you got it. You I mean, there's it. only two. I mean, I know they signed a couple of offensive linemen, but none of note. Um, and mm. I mean, really, they only got Carlos Dunlap, defensive end, and Alden Smith, who's an aging linebacker who was been cut a couple of days ago. You didn't catch that. My God. That's, uh, that's why that's <laughs> all I was just letting. I was just I want you to roll it off. Just I want to show you how bad this is. No, and, Alden Smith is gone. And then they lost Shaq Griffin, cornerback, who mm-hmm. I think was insatiable last year. I mean, in, in years prior, I, that's a huge loss to me on the defensive side of the ball. You lost, like we already stated, David Moore. One of the most, I think the most underrated loss out of any team is Carlos Hyde. I know Carlos Hyde is, He's a household name just because he's been around so long, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are down on him because, again, he's been around so long. But on a team that has the the injury history that the that Seattle does at running back, mm-hmm. you need depth at this position, and you don't have it without Carlos Hyde. And, and you know, like you know, and he falls under that Gio Bernard type kind of mm-hmm. guy. You need these type of utility guys. That Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. Um, what is his name from um, Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. Do, yep. You know, don't. David Johnson, for David, that matter. He's just like, nope, we don't know. We're good. Travis Homer. <sighs> Travis Homer was a bust. I believe was he in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I'm, so. I can't. I'm, I'm almost certain. I don't even. I'm not even gonna go look. Doesn't this up. matter. Y'all can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. Send send the answer in. No, he played here. Yeah. Who cares? You know exactly. But <laughs> Travis Homer is now the three. DJ Dallas falls to four. Not that that mattered. It, it, Who's the two? I thought DJ Dallas was the two. Uh uh-uh. um, because I mean, obviously Chris Carson's the one, but he's never been able to stay healthy. He's so freaking good. Rashard Penny, are you kidding? Never, me? who never plays? Yes, he's number two on a depth chart. I thought it was bad enough that you had Chris Carson and DJ Dallas, but now you have Rashad Penny, who again, like you said, never plays. Because and in because he Travis has even Homer. a worse um, injury history than even Chris Carson. So it's my goodness. But th- and guess what? Pete Carroll wants to do. Run the ball. Don't, don't cr- we don't want Russ to cook. Just sit in the kitchen and, and let's and, run the ball with nobody. And the other nobody. thing about that is, is that, hey, we need a block for them. And they've got all of these second-rate, third-world country well, <laughs> offensive linemen that – because they had no money. They couldn't sign anybody big. No. It, yeah. It, okay. <laughs> I mean, go through your because I know you got a full list over there. No, Who, no, no. no I, okay, like you said, Carlos Dunlap. I, I think they did what they could defensively, which is smart. I mean, you know, and, you, and I will give them credit. You offensive. did go ahead and re-sign uh, Jamal Adams just today. Uh, was that was a up, big. Yeah. That's a nice contract. You got him locked up. That makes that makes everything worthwhile that you did give away for Jamal Adams. I believe mm-hmm. is making sure that you locked him up for another four years. Because you got Benson Mayoya, Mayoa. Okay. He's coming off the, but he's not a starter, so he's just a, a depth guy. Um, Kerry Hyder, who was a defensive tackle, and I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Oh no, I'm sorry, he's third. He's right behind Benson, Mayor. You know, so they just <laughs> literally behind him. He's he, he's next in line behind him. That's your defense, and the only other decent signing of note, which. Is unfortunately the best, as good as it's gonna get was Gerald Everett, the tight end that oh came goodness. over from the Rams. I like that pick, but when you look at everything else they did, 
That's a horrible pick because it, 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 it doesn't have standalone value. And basically, outside of a Chris Carson re-signing, that's all you've done for yourself. So offensively, they 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 basically you know they 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 have they fumbled the ball at the goal line, <laughs> and that's the you know, and they didn't score. So it's uh, which is going to be the interesting thing because I don't this did not hit my. It did not hit my power ranking as much as what for what for what we what with the tone of this yeah, conversation. However, it's going to speak to fut- the future, not this year. It's yeah. coming after. This is it for Seattle. If, if unless they do something major in next offseason, I I, I don't even so think so, down I think... on Seattle after this year because I I think they're they're a good team that is trending down fast. Is what I, the way I'm seeing this, and and I'm thinking this year. If they, if there's any way for them to hold it together, just based on what they already got in place right now, they may be able to hold it together. However, that's it. That's a one year window, and th- that's it. If I'm in Seattle, I hope I'm on a one year contract. Get me out of here. I'm. I don't want. I don't even want to be here in 2023. I just don't. You know, 2022. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I, just <clears throat> let's just look at their offensive line. Right. Center. Brandon. Brad London. Blade. Never heard of him. Maybe he's all right. Cool. Kyle Fuller, also center, center guard. He plays interior lineman. Ethan Pochich, center guard, plays interior offense, uh, offensive line. And that's your uh, starter. The, okay. Um, guard, uh, Phil Hay- Haynes. Uh, he, bench. Six for, bench. <laughs> uh, Jared Hawker, 63. Jared Hawker. Is he? Jared Hawker. Jared, oh, my God. He's number four on the Number four. Track. Gabe Jackson, also guard. He's a starter. Starter. All right. Damian Lewis. Starter. Okay. Jordan Simmons. Jordan Simmons. Oh, third. Third. All right. Cool. Third uh, let's go look at the tackles. <laughs> Offensive tackle, Jake Curran. Offensive tackle. Who was that? Jake Curran. He's got to be a backup. Because Jake- I thought you said Stone Forsyth is the is the starter over there. I said he wasn't on the list. I found him. He okay. Was, uh, he's second. On, as, he's, he's, he's backing up Dwayne Brown. Gotcha. Um, Jake Kearns, number 74, if that helps. Jake I don't see his name at all. Okay. Is that offensive tackle? Yep. Mm-mm. More tackles even, on this team. Dwayne Brown. On the, um, roster. Tommy Champion. Greg Elliand. Mm-hmm. Jamarco Jones. Cedric Ogbui. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Shell. I mean, just there's nobody of note. There is no stud offensive lineman on here. I mean, there's one who has a stud name in Stone Forsyth, but at the end of the day, your name doesn't carry any weight if you can't block. And you're and you're in a division that has Nick Bosa on the other side. You're in the division with uh JJ Watt on the other side. You're in the division with Aaron Donald on the other side. You need to block for this dude in or if but if you don't care about letting Russ cook, you need to block for your run game. Who can't stay healthy in the first this, place? This is what opens the wind that little window up for Arizona. What's going on right here in Seattle? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and this is how San Francisco just slides right on by. You know, and that's why you're gonna be interested. It's gonna be interesting when I tell you what, how this division is gonna end up for me. It's gonna be very interesting. When, okay. Even in light of what I'm saying, it's just this is a 
slow motion train wreck that takes about 18 weeks yeah. to finish. I think that this team is going to be decent, and, and the only reason why they're going to be anywhere near some semblance of good is because of the dude under center, and that's Russell Wilson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's been top three for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's He's a great leader. Everybody loves him on the team. He creates chemistry where there is no chemistry. He uses the the the, the lack of talent around him to his benefit, and he deserves better. Like I just I don't. He deserves a a GM and a head coach that actually sees the talent that he has and puts together the pieces that are actually going to get him a championship again. I, I mean, arguably the greatest of all time of doing less, you know, doing more with less, Yeah, you know, just, I mean, that has been his MO from day one. Like, so you talk about, I mean, just a barren wasteland of talent. This guy is the talent. He is. He needed more weapons and they went over and gave a huge extension to Tyler Lockett. When you had an opportunity of going to go get a Kenny Galladay, going to go sign a Juju Smith-Schuster, hell, go get Sammy Watkins. Hell, go try to go get Antonio Brown. I'm gonna do you one better. Bring in Josh Gordon. I mean, you've been you've been sitting there flirting with that for three seasons. Yeah. And yet you won't bring him in as if Freddie Swain, Dwayne Estrick, that that's that's that that that's the alternative. I don't even who if is you, John Ursula. It doesn't matter. Um, Cody Thompson. And then, and at the end of the day, if you're also at a position where you're you're talking about you really want to run the ball, there were some key running backs that were available this year. Kenyon Drake the hell go get him james connor go get him go get philip Lindsay. i i am i'm very frustrated Not and i'm they t- didn't have to get him thank god damian williams was out there true oh, that's what i was getting them to thank god yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy he's thank in you chicago, chicago. <laughs> but did you see he's wearing number eight i didn't i did not see him my god that's it's so weird to see him in number eight Rex grossman's old jersey is it? That's what he wore. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've blocked Rex Grossman out of my memory. That's the only reason I remember that. It's Scotty Pippen's Olympic number. That's the gotcha. Only, con, yeah, the only no. reason I can remember that. Makes yeah. sense. Um, no, but I I'm very frustrated, and and the the thing is that unless you truly like sit down and watch every game of Seattle this year, mm-hmm. everybody who's listening right now. We'll we'll be like, what are these guys? T-? And once we get into the season, somebody's listening back. It's like, what the hell are these guys talking about? They're they're seven and three right now. They're doing so well, and I'm like, yeah, but if, watch this team. They Keep could watching. be so much better. You're gonna see. I I'm putting out a bold prediction. Uh, it's not very bold based off of what I'm saying. I, obviously, <laughs> they're gonna win games, but to me, Russell Wilson is gonna be in the top five of sacks this year. Hmm. I can see that. Chris Carson is not playing all 17 games. I can guarantee that. I will bet any and everything <laughs> I own on that. Uh, and DJ Dallas, I don't think either will play all 17 games. Um, oh now, God. let's. I, I, I'm holding out hope that Russell Wilson doesn't get injured this year based off of the amount of hits that I, I feel like he's going to take. <laughs> um, and I, that's not trying to, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody. I just, I truly feel he's going to take a lot, a lot of hits this year. And I'm I'm very much hoping that we don't have to see Geno Smith ever take a snap. But I think we might see him. And at the end of the day, I do think this team makes the playoffs. If Chicago makes the playoffs, Mm -hmm. Chicago is steamrolling this team. 
Say that one more time. If Chicago makes the playoffs, I feel like they're going to be playing Seattle round one. Chicago will steamroll this team. I'll take that. I'll take that bet. Because, um, like I said, this this team is on a – this is an 18-week train wreck. I just – like you were saying, teams are like, what are you talking about? They're 7-3. and three. Keep watching. Yeah. By the end, by week 18, and then that's records. When they start playing a ton of division games and they start losing and, and Pete Carroll goes back to, oh, I need to run the ball every single down, I can never let Russell Wilson actually take control of this offense and prove me wrong type situation. Mm-hmm. When that happens – I can't wait to see. There is going to be, I think, towards the end of this season, we're going to see the same TV shots, the same Fox shots that we were seeing with Philadelphia last year of Carson Wentz giving uh, Doug Peterson the side eye. Mm-hmm. We're going to see those same shots in Seattle. Hmm. There's going to be a lot of animosity, I think, towards the end of this season. We might even see the exact same thing at the end of the season where you saw Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey and Zach Ertz all sitting together on the sideline after that last game, mm-hmm. knowing that they're never playing together again in a, in a Philadelphia uniform. Right. We might be seeing the same thing. By the way, this team is so dysfunctional right now. KJ Wright is still not on this roster. Oh, right. But back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They, we might see those exact same shots with Russell Wilson sitting down with Tyler Lockett and looking over and just, man, that was it, man. I'm leaving. Like, I, I there's nothing that I can do. And I, and I will say this. I won't be shocked if this team doesn't make the playoffs based off of what I'm saying. But just knowing who Russell Wilson is. Mm-hmm. He's going to win them games he's in, in spite of the situation that, that this team is in. And the turmoil that this team is about to be in, which is sad, because Pete Carroll is because it masks really banking on. Yeah, this. it masks it, it masks a lot of the of the deficiencies that this team has. Just Russell Wilson alone, just kind of blanket coat, just kind of hey, let's sweep all that under the rug because we got Russell Wilson here, and he's gonna win them games. It's just without of it, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, what I am going to be interested to see is if Russell Wilson starts calling audibles at the line. Hmm. That will be. I got, man. You know, I'm glad you said that. I hope I hope <laughs> this becomes a thing this year. And so that it could be some, some nice little tension between him and his coach that they that who gets along and they since they get along get along so well. Uh, yeah, when you start calling in them crappy plays and he starts changing them at the line, yeah, I want to see what happens then? And he and when Russ starts cooking, when he wants to run the ball, and you know, and mm-hmm. Russ gonna decide we're cooking instead because I was gonna, I was gonna, you changed the entire tone of what I was gonna give. I was gonna give this whole nice little, you know, I think you know Pete Carroll is coming, you know, to <laughs> you know, like he's a very smart coach, I very very respectable, and so on and so forth, and you know, he's battle tested and he's yeah. really proven himself, and I and I, I can see that he can look at last year and he'll reevaluate what he did, what 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 worked, mm-hmm. what didn't work, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, yeah, let's let Russ cook a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then you started talking, and I was like, you know what? Pete Carroll ain't never done that. I said, I just felt that's what he was going to do. And you know why I said what I said? Mm-hmm. It's because I've been saying that for the last three years. Oh, I think Pete Carroll, he's well-respected. He's a smart head coach. He's been in the why league a long time. so much space? And so much benefit that. of the doubt to do the right thing, but he never does. And, and, I, and, I, and 
hey, if Pete Carroll gets fired and he goes somewhere else and has and continues his career in in fantastic fashion, it's going to be because when he got fired, that was a wake up call. Right. And I think that that's the thing that he doesn't have here because again, there's no upper management to say, hey, wake up, Pete. Like, right. hey, dude, like, th- what are you doing? Like, this is not. Right. There's no direct line of communication to a dude that's signing the checks saying, hey, this is the guy I'm paying. Why is he not playing the way that that I that I'm to the to the level of his contract he's like well uh, i've been trying to run the ball who gives it chris carson is not russell wilson i'm sorry i it's just and that's uh, chris carson he's a very good running back i love him he's only 26 years old he's been in the league for five years Mm -hmm. but he can't stay freaking healthy and that's going to be the detriment of his of his entire career is that he can't stay healthy and part of this you know is what we fail to have what we have continued to ignore Pete Carroll has some major oversights going on in his his scheme. His scheme is outdated. Mm-hmm. He does not have the talent to get the stuff done. And he has been literally carried by his quarterback. His quarterback has saved his career. And I and under and that's probably why I'm I, I got technically I do respect him, but I had a as you already knew, I had a problem with him this offseason yeah. because that was a real smug move he pulled with with this whole Russell Wilson affair thing and then tries to sweep it under the carpet and then you come back and do nothing for this man. Yeah. Because now it's gonna be go ahead, Russ, save my and job. The, and the thing save is, is my career. Russ again. won't say anything. And that's the big issue. Is cause if you don't have somebody above you calling the shots and telling you, hey, I, I paid you to go do this, mm-hmm. carry out my plan type situation, then obviously you're you're on the hot seat in, in, in that situation. Gotta but come. he doesn't really have that. And mm-hmm. the other side of that would be, hey, Russell Wilson, I'm going to start fucking making noise because I'm pissed. Like, and yeah, I can leak something out to through my agent to say something, but that carries no weight when you're just sitting at home with Sierra and just saying, hey, I'm cool. I love my family. Team three, go Hawks. I'm going to be the, the spokesperson. It doesn't work if you don't make noise. The squeaky wheel gets the grease and you're not being squeaky enough. Exactly. Let me throw some names out at you. Um, <clears throat> Pete Carroll, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Ito Smith, age 25. Yeah. Ty Gurley, 27. Mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman. I think he just signed, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. He might have. I did I see something just about with him. New Orleans? I saw something about him. I'm not sure. It was New Orleans, I believe. So I'm going to take him. I'm going to leave him alone. They got him listed in Buffalo. He came from Buffalo last year. Moving on. Um, Adrian Peterson, mm. 36. That's a big one. Chris Thompson, 30. Le'Veon Bell, 29. I'm going to even swing for the fences. Alfred Morris, 31. <laughs> Frank Gore. Alfred Morris just signed today. Oh, no, he was just released today. Never mind. Sorry. By who? Uh, New York. Alfred Morris, 31. <laughs> Frank Gore, 38. And I'll throw in there's one more guy. And just for the hell of it, LaShawn McCoy, 33. Mm. I just, just for the hell of it. Yeah. It better... <laughs> I would take a LaShawn McCoy over a Travis Homer any day. Yeah. No questions asked. <laughs> I don't care what it's. You know, do you need a physical? Nope. <laughs> just, just come on. Just put your clothes on. We'll figure it out when we get on the field. I'm just throwing out a few names. Pete Carroll, pick two. Pick any two. I don't even care. Just put, give your, give 
yourself a chance. If you so hell bent on running the damn ball, give Chris Carson a damn chance this year. Give Russell Wilson a chance, and give your receiving core a chance. You you know, and stop depending on your defense because you know what injuries do happen. Just in in the, you know just in the nicks and you know and and the comings and goings of the plays, people are gonna get hurt just in the in the, in the process of playing 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 a game throughout the weeks. You don't have the depth, nor I'm saying, what is your plan B? I don't even <laughs> see what it is outside of we got we we was able to convince Russell Wilson to stop talking about a trade. That's your plan B. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, they 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 have to in my oh my god in my recent history memory they have to go down as the worst twelve and four team ever. I can't even believe they were twelve and four last year. They, I could have sworn last year they lost their last eight games. It just seemed like they lost every game down the stretch. Yet they finished twelve and four, and did not look good at all. And then just kind of fizzled in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you, and we already started. They came back with virtually nothing. So what is the plan here for Seattle? Like I said, it's going to be an eighteen week train wreck. But my my thing is that they still don't have. My 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 biggest issue. I know again, you need running backs, and I and I agree with you. I was only back in his plan. Like no. he wants to run the yeah. ball so much. And, and, and if that's the case, yes, like you said, pick any two, sign them, and let's go. Um, and get fucking all the whoever uh, who, uh, Travis or whoever you Travis said Travis Homer. Yeah, get him off the roster. And DJ Dallas. <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep him, I guess. I, I mean, I would. I would. Oh, keep no, no. DJ Dallas. I'm sorry. Why am I talking about DJ Dallas? Rashard Penny. That's the one. Got to go. Why is um, he even? I don't even understand those why. Those two, Travis, uh, Homer, Homer, and you don't have to remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> Penny, get out! I'm not going to see him because they're going to be injured. Um, by the way, Travis Homer is out now. God, just want and again. So it, just thought I'd throw it out. That's what there. I was going to say. You need offensive line talent, and there's some good offensive linemen still out there. I know Mike Pouncey has announced his retirement, and so he's he's available but not available. Mm-hmm. But hey, maybe you can convince him to come back. Uh, but Russell Okung's still out there. David Castro's still out there. Zach Fulton's still out there. Nick Easton, Ricky Wagner, <laughs> James Carpenter, Isaiah Wilson, Spencer Pulley, Mike Iapati. Keep going. Austin Ryder, Ben Garland, Joe Dahl, Damar Damar Dotson, <laughs> AQ Shipley still out there. Like, and, and, and to anybody who's not a, a like, big into the NFL. I mean, even people that are super into the NFL still don't know these names. Mm-hmm. Me, I look at these guys and I'm like, I, I've watched all of these guys and they're, they're these are stud offensive linemen and it's just a matter of the salary cap is so low this year that it's really hard to sign these guys. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the year, a lot of these guys are ready to sign veteran, minimum, veteran minimums if they really want to play. Right. It just takes a little bit of that Pete Carroll charm to try to get in there and into the, in the office with them and, and convince them to play football again this year. Because these guys are all 30-plus, except for Nick Easton. And Nick Easton probably would sign for a vet minimum anyway. And Isaiah Wilson, I think he's injured right now, but hmm. he's still a name. Um, and you still need depth anyway. So Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. Rashad Hill. <sighs> uh, Jermaine Afidi. I mean, hell, bring Chad Wheeler back. Yeah, I literally just saw Chad Wheeler's <laughs> name on there too. <laughs> like, if you do bring him back, at least he knows all. He knows the offense. Yeah, like, come on, like there is so much that you could do, and you're just not doing it just cause. And I, it, it again, it just frustrates me. And again, this is all in spite of the fact that I have them winning ten freaking games this year. 
and that's only because you have Team 3 and Russell Wilson on your roster. It's the only reason why you're winning so many freaking games. Yeah. It, it's it's really a sad story. I mean, it's very... I'm going to say it's sad. It's very frustrating. Even yeah. when we really dive into this, because I was real good about when we started with Seattle, but anytime we've dived into this this summer, I get so ticked with this because it's like, what the hell? And the fact that Russell Wilson is so damn good... And they still was able to play out, pull out twelve wins last year. It teaches Pete Carroll nothing, nothing. And it, he's not gonna self correct, as you can see. He did. He he basically pissed on the draft, and then he comes back in free agency and thinks he tried to woo everybody with the with the extension to um Tyler Lockett and re-signing Chris Carson. Uh, smoke screen. I'm uh, okay. What else do you have, sir? You Those just brought back. They said, were there last year, yeah. so uh, okay. You didn't add anything. No, he did a he did addition by doing nothing. You know, it's like, it was a wash. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the timetables. You know, you get multiplication. And, and, it, it was then, one million times a zero. <laughs> what do you got? It, nothing. <laughs> That's all. It was. It's one of those kind of equations. Like it looked like it was gonna. Be. Equal something, and it's it, it, honestly the same reason why I don't have Tampa Bay making it to the Super Bowl. Okay, I know you we're bring something slightly different, but go ahead. I mean, I get because I mean, up. but obviously, and that's the reason why Tampa Bay is already ahead on this list for me, mm-hmm. and why I have them still at number two is because they already won a freaking championship. They've already done the the, the work, and they already put in the time, and they're bringing back a championship team already. Right. As opposed to this team didn't do enough last year. You your your scheme didn't work last year, and now you're just bringing it back to do what? Not do, to do better than what you did last year. Are you trying to tell me we just need a little bit more effort, Pete Carroll? Is that what you're trying to say? Because at the end of the day, I saw a lot of effort out of Russell Wilson. I saw no effort out of that offensive line. I saw no effort out of these these uh these running backs here, and I saw no effort out of that defense outside of Jamal Adams. I'm going to say that. The entire bench. Well, you know, that offensive bench sucked. I mean, it was non-existent. If you got uh, injured, they were done. Right. Uh, David Moore made sure he got out of there. You know, he's gone. You know, and I'm like, that was that was your, basically your next man up just from yeah. the offensive side of the ball, and he's gone. And you know, no replacements for him whatsoever, and even he was damn near non-existent last year because of how they run the offense. Like I said, they they are good enough because of Russell Wilson to be relevant this year and even be a playoff contender, which is the most craziest thing to say. (laughs) But that is, I'm speaking to Russell Wilson's genius. He is a, oh my God. He's a savant with the football. I think, you know, and only very few see this, that that guy is that good. But yet we're not, this is not even a Russell Wilson piece. This is about this organization. This organization outside of Russell Wilson it's putrid. It's really, thank you. I mean, yeah, you got a piece here and a piece. I'm not speaking to like the DK Metcalfs yeah, with his uh, obviously fantastic. his, his individual <laughs> abilities. That, uh, but uh, that damn it, somebody has to throw him the ball. He can't throw yeah. it to himself. So with that, I'm not talking about him. But as a cohesive unit, offensively Outside, and decent, it, it, defensively, it, to me, the core is Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Jamal Adams on the defense side of the ball. Outside, I mean, I know you just brought in Carlos Dunlap, but. If he hasn't even seen, him, but I but mean, he, he hasn't even seen the field with this team, so he can't be in that circle yet. Right. Um. So those are the three, and outside of that, I have a real issue with this roster, and the biggest issue that I have is this offensive line. Hmm. And so, I mean, like I said, I have them at ten wins. Where do you have them? Uh, shocking eleven and six. 
We did the same thing. We got I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, we waffling the game here yeah. and there. I know. I was just being. Don't ask. This was a very hard <laughs> division to. And I used a, a site that breaks down my, um, my tiebreakers and everything. They they ended up from my game picks early on, three and three in the division. They went on a tiebreaker with San Francisco, and so they're two in the division to me. I think I got them splitting, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I and I should have broke. I should have. I think I had got through my notes a little bit faster than I normally do, and that, that was a stat I yeah. forgot. I did not break down the actual yeah. division matchups, but yeah, I think I've had. If I remember correctly, I got them two splitting. Um, between Seattle and San Francisco, they they're splitting both games. Yeah. So I'm just speaking to where they fall in the division. It just they they're tied, but in somehow right. tiebreaker wise, Seattle takes the edge. Um, I'll explain but, why I got them, but I need to add the I gotta I have to bring in the Rams into this to even explain this. Well, so, let's get to them because this yeah. is a team that, get off despite that their draft, <laughs> they're still very very good. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm high on them. I really like the Rams. Matt Stafford, I think, is the one of the biggest upgrades at quarterback that you could possibly get. I think Matt Stafford is going to become a household name this year. Yes, and can we just start by prefacing um, the Rams won free agency with this trade? If you you can go, if you might get somebody, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything bigger that happened. Free agency. I'm adding them to the free. I know it was a trade, like an off season. They yeah, won the off season moves with this trade. Yeah. Trying to, I'm going back through my. I was notes. just adding this trade to any kind of signing. I haven't seen anything bigger than that trade. Hmm. Yeah, because that team's not good. <laughs> uh, okay. It wasn't really a hot take. It just I just I looked and I couldn't see anything. I mean, I'm not saying that there wasn't any good deals out there. No, I get what you're saying. No, I'm I'm just trying to look back and see so if there's anybody if something that something even comes close. But by all means, please. Uh, one that comes close to me is, I I think it's one of the most underrated ones. And I had told you about this when we talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmanuel Sanders to Buffalo. That's a huge one for me. I think that brings a lot. I can. Poor man, I I, I can see that. You know, I I can I can see where you're coming with that one. Um, I mean, I don't think it's on the same level. I I think it's it's the the tier below it, just because it's a wide receiver in this, and he's the number two wide receiver. But I just think he brings so much to that offense that right that a team that was already in the in the playoffs and already in that um in that realm making that move right. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. At all. Maybe like, losing Bud Dupree, Pittsburgh, that's a big move. It's in the opposite direction. Possibly. <laughs> and, you know, and a, a defensive move can rival that. I mean, you know, I mean, we've seen like the J.J. Watt signing, and that was big. I mean, you heard I was bragging. I was talking yeah. big stuff about that. However, that wasn't bigger than this trade. I would say the only other one, it's not a trade. It's just a signing. Um, the Chargers getting um, Corey Lindsay, Lindsley center mm. that's also another big one for me mm. but i i agree with you i mean i'm not going to say that that's bigger than than, than getting matt stafford well, let me say this that's bigger than tennessee getting julio jones true oh yeah for sure let me just so we want to for people to no, 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 I, i'm just house, saying that all of those get some people's out there some yeah. household names like yeah i wouldn't even i wasn't even going to consider that i just want the scale yes yeah. like i'm like i will argue this no. point that i think that was the biggest offseason move i that agree happened you know yeah. 
out now. We got into the draft. Nothing's bigger than a Justin Fields pickup, <laughs> but I, I digress. <laughs> I just thought I had to say that. Disclaim that. I still have to hold in all of my Bears takes for two more weeks. This is I, very. I know, I know. <laughs> and I've been. I think I've been very good not bringing up really Bears yeah. reference. I've been. I think I do one a show. Yeah, that's my one. I'm done. <laughs> just want to let everybody know. Bear down. No, but <laughs> for sure, it's just Matt Stafford. Yeah, he's the. This is his. Second coming, his. I think this is his showing out party. Like this is where everybody's going to see what Matthew Stafford really is. Because if you're really, if you're not a fantasy football player, you don't know Matt Stafford. You you just are like, oh, that's that dude on the Lions. You like that's literally like all it is. The the, the longtime Lion is all it is, and it's just like, no, this dude is he's the real deal, and he's if you can see what he's been doing on the Lions. Just imagine when you put him with a competent offensive head coach and a competent offensive line and just decent weapons, like in a a, a, a team that can actually put together a run game package. Look, Matthew Stafford is definitely on Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions, Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, Barry They're, Sanders, Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and who's and uh, Chris Spielman. Okay. defensive side. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. It, I yeah, Matt yeah. Stafford, he's the number two greatest Detroit Lion of all time to me. Hmm. Barry Sanders and then him. I, I can't argue that. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't. <laughs> I mean, Calvin Johnson was wonderful. It's just too short lived. Who made Calvin Johnson? True. Calvin True. I'm not going to. Someone had to throw him the ball. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, it was Stafford. That's right. And, yeah, that... and Dan Orlovsky. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Al's <laughs> <laughs> up in here right now. <laughs> but yeah, who? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I digress from Detroit. Yeah. I, we've given way too much time to that yeah. franchise. But okay. But yes, I just, I, I, I just, I went, I just went, I, I combed all through the offseason. I'm like, there was nothing more significant. And I'm like, my God, and it, I didn't go all, over. I wasn't like falling all over the couches and yeah. falling over things when he when he got traded but just over time the more you kept looking like and the more you think back back to what where he's come from yeah and what he did with what he had and now where he's at <laughs> yeah <laughs> y'all better watch oh my god you do not I do not want to if I'm in the NFL I don't want to see anybody in the NFC West specifically not the Rams and unfortunately us Bears fans have to get them out the gate. gate. Damn it. <laughs> I, if, I guess if there was but ever a time to play them, it would be week one. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm and that's what I was going to say because it's like if we – if there's any time that anybody could beat this team, it's before they get hot. Exactly. And I think the Bears um, – I'm I'm looking at week one already, uh, obviously, um, and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I I know the the the, the sports analyst in me says there's no way the Rams lose this game. Hmm. But just looking at the way Justin Fields played and the way that the offense played with Justin Fields and knowing that Matt Nagy, I still believe in him and his view and that he's saying that Andy Dalton is still at right now better than Justin Fields. And I was the way Justin Fields played in that game with the one specifically. Mm -hmm. I was like, Phew, he's got something there. Hmm. But you're still telling me Andy Dalton's better? 
at this moment, man, Bears might be able to steal one right out of the gate. Week one out of all weeks where the craziest stuff happens on week one. Let's be very clear. I mean, and we all we already know this, but it's putting it in a proper perspective. We started last season, and I'm just a small Bears plug. It's just based on what you said. This does not count. <laughs> However, it's when we started last year, we had Nick Foles and Mike, Mitch Trubinsky. And we made it to the playoffs. Now we have Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton and Justin, and Justin Fields. Fields and Nick Foles. <laughs> for whatever reason, all hell broke loose and we had to play this guy. That's, there's nothing that speaks to regression here. That's all improvements just in that one position. There, I'm like, so you say what you want to say. You can break the numbers down and try to put a twist and spin on it and how they still bad mm-hmm. some kind of way because, you know, this is what they do some yeah. kind of how. That's absurd. They have, on paper, in on the field, they have gotten astronomically better. Yeah. Therefore, there's no regression. It's not as, uh, yeah, I, I think you as, as well as myself, like you're saying, taking analytics, the Rams should win the game. However, don't be surprised. Chicago come up in here and punch game. them in the mouth. I'm gonna go further. Punch them in the mouth simply because LA is new. They yeah. got a new. They got a new quarterback just as well. And hell, they got to learn. And I'm like, and in week one, they might be just in the same place we were, mm-hmm. trying to figure it all out. But on Chicago- top of the fact, Chicago, if you go back to 2018 and the first year of Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. That was the year LA Rams were the unstoppable offense and nobody could stop them. They were doing mm. everything that they could. And who was the first team to beat them? It was New Orleans, but we were the second one. Um, no kidding. But when they lost to the Bears, the, the Rams, as we know it, was never the same from that point on. No, because they prior to that, the week before, we exploited that something big. K, K, that, that big KC game that they had on mm-hmm. Monday night. Oh, and was it that? Yeah, right the very out next game yeah. was the Bears. And they were done after that was it. It's just like after they beat Kansas City, what was it? What was it? Oh, 99 and 97? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what it seemed like. <laughs> I think it was 56 to 48 or something like that. I thought they both had 50. Like, what, like 51 to 56 or so? It was, it was absurd. But, but the point being was the very next week, the Bears. 51 54. See, I, was, I, I remember someone had fifty one, and that and because and then the Bears won on this. I believe it was no, it wasn't a Sunday night game. I think it was an afternoon. Game. It was a Monday game. Was it a Monday game again? Mm-hmm. So the Rams had two back to back Monday night games. Is it a Monday or Sunday? It was, it was a night game, though. I remember that. I'm thinking it's Sunday. I want to say Sunday night. Moving on, it doesn't matter. But the <laughs> point being is that that team was never the same since until now. Now here we are again. I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Chicago goes in there, punch them in the mouth, take the W, and go home. And that's all I'm getting at. And then go on and lose the next two games. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what- no, it's just one of those things where I think the Rams, I mean, let's get back to them. Yes, um, I was still on the Rams. <laughs> I never just got off of Stafford them. Stafford himself, he brings, he brings something way more than Jared Goff can. I mean, I think you just saw it with um, that, that, that preseason game. You saw – Detroit taking on Buffalo, the very first play. Jared Goff throws it right to the linebacker, just sitting there waiting for it. And I'm like, D- what the? 
you uh, granted you have nobody to throw to Jared Goff. I'm sorry, you're in purgatory right I'm glad now. Glad you said that. I was like, not his fault, really. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but that, that throw was his fault. He threw it right to him, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And this is exactly why LA moved off of you. Your decision making is piss poor. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. It, it's no excuse that you don't have a receiver to throw to. You threw it directly to the defense. Mm. So that's that. But then also you're looking at uh, a situation in, excuse me, uh, you're looking at a situation with, so now Matthew Stafford's taken over the helm. This is the first time I've seen Sean McVay excited since 2018. Hmm. Um, They bring in Deshaun Jackson as a big play threat after you already have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So these are skinny, fast guys, but. He's your three? Yeah. It's, I, I'm I'm getting some. I, I'm a little bit wary just because of how small they are, right? But outside of that, I, I mean, their talent is un, uh, indisputable. Uh, it's unfortunate they lost Cam Akers. He he's injured. He's out for the season. ACL. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, but you still got Daryl Henderson. Um, who was last year's starter technically? True. Um, and then I I think they should go get Todd Gurley to back him up. And they have some speculations, like, why not bring him back? You yeah. know, I mean, just if he don't have to be the two, he don't have to be the th- he can be the three. You know, yeah. just keep, you know, if you run in a committee anyway, it can't hurt. Todd Gurley is perfect for a committee. He doesn't need right to be now, a bell yeah. cow. You know, and that's the thing. Everyone wants to bring him in. He wants to get paid that kind of money. I don't well, think he does. I think he just wants to play football again. At this point, but I mean, it's, uh, outside of if his contract is yeah. finally over, but his contract is done. He's never going to get a contract like that again. So at this point... It's like, yeah, you're going to get paid according to what they need you for as a utility person. And mm-hmm. I think he's, man, you give this guy seven, eight, eight reps, maybe 10 carries a game. That's good enough. When you when you got a, you know, a Daryl Henderson over there <clears throat> to back him up. Um, still need to see what this Xavier Jones is all about. But, you know. And Tutu Atwell. Yep, Tutu Atwell, um, which could definitely going to be. You know, he might not want to step aside for Deshaun Jackson. He might push Deshaun Jackson for the three. And that's just more credit to the Rams and their depth. Man, they're, yeah. they are, this is an impressive damn roster. You know, and, I, you know, I, and their defense already speaks for itself. I, that, I do think they did take a big hit with losing Sam Ebicam. I had talked about him when uh, we were talking about um, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a sneaky big loss in Sam Ebicam leaving. Um, but, Outside of that, you still have a very star-studded uh, uh, defense mm-hmm. led by Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. You've got a young, up-and-coming uh, Leonard Floyd, and big signing, big signing. I mean, I mean, you just saw what he did last year—something that he's never done in Chicago. But mm-hmm. he still was able to become. He kind of he broke out last year. He he became a a definite starting linebacker in the nfl last year right and whether he stays with the rams after this season or he decides to go on a free agency and really go see what is what his market value is i i think this season's even going to bolster that for further for getting some consistency on that front mm-hmm. so i uh, i'm excited for what the rams are uh i think their their offense is maybe lacking a little just a tiny bit behind their defense mm-hmm. but that i think by the end of the season, chemistry-wise, they're going to be at a point where they're going to pass that defense and they're going to be offensively led again. And 
it's going to be something interesting to see exactly how much Matthew Stafford really takes this team. Cause I, again, I know a lot of people just think that he was just, just the quarterback of the lions and there's nothing that he really could have done or that he's not really all that great. He just, just so happens that he's able to throw the ball in garbage time. No, this dude is pinpoint accurate. He's tough as nails. He's smart as hell. Mm -hmm. And he's going to make the right decision, the right throw and be deadly accurate. And if he wants to pick you apart and methodically drive down the field, he's going to do that. But if he, if he needs to hit a big play, he can do that as well. He's still got a cannon of an arm and he is happy about where he's at. He's excited about the future of this team. He's got a really good situation, and he's only, what, 34, 35? I mm-hmm. mean, this dude, he's not old by any means. He's still got, I think, a good five years left in him. And if this is his last contract or this is his last last stop, um, maybe one more contract out of this, L.A. is going to be in, in, the, in a fantastic situation. The only thing that I do have an issue with about the Matthew Stafford signing is that you did end up having to give away a draft pick Mm-hmm. just to get Jared Goff off the books. So that hurts a little bit, but outside of that, it's a home run. There's there's no no big issue there. I think this team is just they're they're in a t- fantastic spot and they're they're primed to win this division to me. Yes, and very of breaking down their draft picks um they all of their defensive draft picks have just bolstered their entire third string. <laughs> just showing you how much depth they already have yeah. that no matter where it was from the second round to the seventh round, they all are the third stringers. They are so set in their first two rotations. I don't like this division. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, man, if you can avoid this division in NFL, just avoid it. You know, it's just like, yeah, you don't want no part of it. I don't, I wouldn't want any part of this division and, uh, this year at all, you know, f- from the Rams to the to the to the Cardinals, it does not matter. Yeah, like you said, it is murderer's row. It is even worse if you in the division. But if nothing else, whoever comes out of this, they are so battle tested. They are so ready. They going if they can stay. If whoever is healthy in in because <laughs> that's going to be the other thing is if you can stay healthy. That'd be the last man standing. Literally. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, even if you are the last man standing, you could be pretty beat up at the end of this. So I, I mean, if they, if I'm you, I'm taking it from a battle test. But I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm taking it. I, I get what you're saying. It could go either way. But I took the other narrative. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, and, I, and I'm hoping that it does end up that way because if it is, it's going to be one of those situations where you went through hell and back, and now you're just playing. And you're going against teams that haven't. You're going against the Tampa Bay team that really saw no adversity in their division. Right. You're going against an NFC East team. Huh. That's a joke in itself. The fact that they even t- even reserving a spot for them. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, NFC North. No, no, no offense, Washington, but come I on, think NFC North on. is pretty competitive as well. I think they're the they're the fourth division in in all of the NFL. Oh, you uh, think so? I thought they were right. Yeah. I don't want to get to my question. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. No, no. But it's interesting. interesting you said that. No, yeah, but ahead. they. I think this is this is. The toughest division. Every team deserves a spot in the in the uh in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that they have to play each other is going to knock one of them out. And I think who's going to get the short stick is Arizona. Um, I've got L.A. twelve and five. Interesting. 
And I actually got LA eleven and six. Ooh, okay. Don't ask me a three way tie <laughs> with the Rams winning it out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the I, when I got to the end, I'm like, how in the hell did I? <laughs> I went back through it again. I'm like, I didn't change. I'm like, yeah. now I could yours. Like, <laughs> I'm sure somebody could be twelve or thirteen, and yeah. somebody might have just ten, and uh, there could be a nine win. Yeah. But yeah, I had them all deadlocked at eleven and six. <laughs> And yeah, unfortunately, Arizona was the constellation eight and nine. Too, yeah, you know, so it's, and I'm I'm being and that eight and nine. Don't take that lightly. That's like we started. That's, that's a, a very that's a dangerous tough eight and nine. A very tough out. You know, and and, and keep in mind, eight and nine this year could get you in the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, L- you got a seventeenth game and a seventh playoff spot. You could get in with an eight and nine record. Very hey, relevant. keep in mind, what were they seven and nine last year? Washington made it into the playoffs. Exactly. There were six. And, they might have no, been no, six no. I'm saying it was seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay. <laughs> they, they would have to redo every. You know, a minute they of have 16, to do it already. A minute of sixteen, a six, a six win team getting the playoffs. Scrap the whole. <laughs> you have to redo all of this. That, that you have to change everything because you should never allow this to happen. Seven and nine is bad enough. Exactly, and that's really pushing it. Yeah. And that's happened a few times this year. And now, and actually, we at one time we got a seven, eight, and one team that went in. If I re, if I remember correctly, Tennessee, I think, possibly. I'm about to look it up, but you keep talking. Yeah, no, I just I, I agree with you. This is this division is insane, and it's tough. Um, I really think the Rams, and oh, I forgot to say, I have them at five and one within the division. Um, I think the one team they lose to is Seattle. For some reason, the Rams have some blind spot when it comes to Seattle. Um, 2014 Carolina Panthers. Panthers. I, I knew mean, it was a team in blue. I remembered it. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it. I almost yeah. I lost it. And they were number one in the, AFC, in the NFC South. Yep. Um, yeah, moving on. I'm tell me. I don't remember. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just a... a, a a division that competition this is the epitome of competition these are four insanely talented roster that anybody can win any single game mm-hmm. so i i'm excited to see what all of these teams can do i'm i'm definitely excited to see the future of arizona um i'm excited to see the downfall of seattle um, hmm. I'm excited to see San Francisco's bounce back and their, their response to last year's critics. Um, and I'm excited to see LA start this new chapter. Um, yes. I think everybody has a good, uh, a, a, a right to feel like they are one of the best teams in this division. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best teams in this conference. Um, but man, this, this, this division, man, it is going to be the toughest division to watch just based off of everybody knocking each other off. There are going to be games where these these teams look like gods. There's going to be mm-hmm. games where these teams look like peasants mm-hmm. against each other. It's just going to be a dogfight, and it's going to go all the way to the end. This is going to be the division where we have a Week 18 game now where whoever wins... In the division in these two games, those are going to be the two teams that get the playoff spots. 
Right. We're not going to figure out. Nobody's going to lock up the number one seed or anything like that early. Um, everybody, this this division is going to have to play all the way through all eighteen weeks. It's, you can't you take know, a single week off. It's going to, and it's not going to be decided until after week eighteen. I think it's going to come down to the last week. Week eighteen is the last week now. That's what I'm saying. It's. I'm. Just, I think I'm just reiterating what you said. I'm yeah. just. It's not going to be something that's decided by weeks fifteen. Or, yeah. No. Like yeah, it's not going to be wrapped up early. You have to play every single game. Nobody is taking a break in week 18. Game no. 17 of this season, it's not just a cakewalk. It's, hey, this is a divisional matchup. Whoever wins gets in. Yep. Whoever loses has is at the mercy of the tie-breaking sequence. Right. Maybe you get in, maybe you don't. And I, unfortunately, I think with the way things are going to shake out, Arizona might not make it, but... If every single one of these teams in this division makes it to the playoffs, it's rightfully so for one, but two, whoever they play, it's a tough week one matchup or, or wild card round matchup. It's mm-hmm. not a cakewalk. It's not one of these where like, oh, they've stumbled in. They're 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 not gonna have any 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 way of getting up for this game. It's just gonna be the toughest fight of your life to stay alive in the NFL. Right. <clears throat> I agree. I, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, bravo. <laughs> I don't, don't want to even. I don't even have to add anything to that. That's enough said. It's. Oh my God, this this division gives gives me anxiety. Yeah. Well, let's get to your question of the day. Okay, question of the day. <clears throat> Considering that the NFC's West starting QBs are arguably the best compilation of talent in the NFL. Okay. Being Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. What other division could challenge that claim and why? Ooh. Well, off the top of my head, I've got AFC North. Boom. LA, not LA, uh, Baltimore <laughs> with Lamar Jackson, uh, Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm low on I understand. him, but. You know, trendy now. Yeah. Uh, so that would be my number one. AFC West. I would have to say, unfortunately, I I, I, I was feeling you was going to go that direction. I have to say, actually, it's NFC North. You like the NFC North and AFC West. That would be my quarterback wise. Yeah, just from the compilation, if you put it all together, I I know it's because I'm I'm. I'm out on Kirk Cousins. I, I Kirk Cousins is no go for me. He's worse than Derek Carr to me, but not worse than Jared Goff. <laughs> and I get that, but no, because that's one division versus the other. And I'm looking at I'm looking at theirs. You got Pat but Mahomes, then, but, but then there's Drew Locke, and I'm sorry. You're and right. I, I, mean, you're I right. know what you, and that's what you're, you're right. saying. You're, you're <laughs> but, but you, but you, but you were teetering on. Why can't you just say his Kirk name? Cousins? No, from from the Raiders. Oh, Derek Carr. Carr. I can see his face. Can't say his name. I know you were teetering on the car thing. And I was like, that's the only difference where we, we yeah. where I could, if you was, if you just off on him, I'll give you that. But uh, see, I'll, I'll put him, oh, Kirk Cousins and him are almost the same person to me. Yeah. They, yeah. Miss, I'll miss, take Jared Goff over Derek Carr. <laughs> or not, not Derek Carr, Drew Locke. I'll take Jared Goff over just, Drew, yeah, Drew Locke. Yeah, that Drew Locke just lost it for me. I'm like, Sorry, I mean, just no. Because yeah. I don't like, I'm not big on Jerry Goff, but when it came down to them two, oh, uh, no. Drew Locke, yeah. I think it's unfortunately, you just, yeah. 
you, you tip the scale for me. But I'm trying to think of other AFC East, you got no, Cam stop. Newton. I'll do it to you, so. No, I'm just thinking, I mean, obviously Josh Allen, he's good. Uh, I mean, we don't know what Zach Wilson is, but he could definitely. Yeah, that's a tough one. And that's the question. I will get this one out on online. Okay. To, I will make sure of that because now I know to hit the bell. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get the alerts and put it in immediately. But that is the question. I'll say it one more time and then we can close out. Yeah. Considering that the NFC's West starting QBs are arguably the best compilation of talent in the NFL with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo, what other division could challenge that claim and why? All right. Answer that down below. Let's have a discussion about it. And let's go watch some, some football this week. Week two of the NFL preseason is out. Uh, I think week two of Hard Knocks is out as well. Oh, nice. Um, I got to catch up. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, football is here. We're, we are in football season. We are ready to go. So let's have a discussion about it down below. Um, kind of looking ahead schedule-wise, we are going to be week-to-week -week doing uh, weekly shows probably going to be broken up okay um in different episodes throughout the week so probably three or four episodes a week okay. um but all pertaining to that week's slate of games and recapping last week so you guys are going to have full coverage here so be on the lookout for that um yes. pause and then also i mean we're coming up quick on the NBA season as well. So we'll start talking about some of that as well. It, this is a good time for sports. It That's is. All I gotta it say. is, man. Because we, we're ignoring a lot of things going on in the NBA right now. Yeah. Not that, I still haven't gotten to get, uh, get talk about my bulls. <laughs> well, we might have to make a special little 20-minute episode for yeah. you. Because it, a lot has happened in the last three weeks So in the NBA. And I know this is an NFL station, so yeah. I'm keep it to that. But like you said good uh, good time for sports right now yeah so just keep an eye out we are going to be putting out a lot of content so uh just keep stay tuned for all of that um and yeah again like rate subscribe share the show and we will catch you guys on the next one have a good night